Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. People posting, we sold our house the day they get a contract. contract. And I'm like, (laughs) you have a long way to go. What do you think that might do to the value? And she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't think about this. And he said, I'm going to come back tomorrow. You better put all that stuff back in there. Put all that stuff back. I think it's extremely important to instill confidence in your sellers and buyers in the beginning, but also scare the bejesus out of them. Yes. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. It is episode number 115. Okay. Today, we are discussing closing delays. Yes. Closing delays. Have you been experiencing them? Yes, but before we get there... Break in, break in. Breaking news, the flip report. Um, okay, so for the flip report, he's like, I need tile, I need things. I'm like, <laughs> okay, this, okay. I'm he's coming. like, I've already torn all this stuff out. What do you yes. want me to do now? Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm just, I don't know, not on my A game. So me and my assistant Whitney made a drive to New Orleans. Okay, where to did you go? Floor and decor. Okay, and how was that? It was amazing. I've not been to floor and decor. You should go. Okay. They are actually opening one in Baton Rouge by Costco. Oh, you don't say. Yes. Okay. Um, so what was great about it is that it was so big and clean and organized. Okay. Were the prices better than another yeah, tile outlet? So. Yeah. Okay. They had some expensive ones, but then they definitely had some good deals. Okay. Um, so that was good. And then it was just organized, easy for me to look at. And what was amazing was that pretty much – Everything is in stock. Oh, there's not so a lot helpful. of ordering. Okay. Yes. So we went and we did that. And then, um, what tile did you get? Bathrooms, laundry? Where does it I go? I got kit. So the kitchen, sunroom, laundry is uh-huh. all connected. Got so it. So it'll all be the same floor. I just went with like a big rectangle, creamy, uh-huh. yeah, a little bit of gray, but warm gray tile. Okay. I got the bathroom floors, which is going to be little hexagons. Mm-hmm. And then that is also going to be in the shampoo holder holes. Got it. And then I got a tile, just a fun tile for mm-hmm. the ugly storage room. Yes, you need that a fun tile. the AC uh-huh. and the water heater in it. Yep. And then they had two tiles that I wanted for the shower and bathtub surround. Okay. But for the master bathroom, it's a small bathroom. So we're doing the whole wall. Yeah. And they didn't have – it was like the same tile, Mm -hmm. but on the install wall – one it one kind of bevels out. Oh. Uh-huh. It's supposed to give it dimension. Yeah. But to me it looked crooked. You didn't like that. To me it looked vibe. like poor install. Yeah, okay. But the one next to it looked like the exact same tile. Just flat. Just flat. It and, laid flat. Okay. But they didn't have quite enough of it. Uh. And my contractor said, um, well, I'm going to Houston this weekend. Mm-hmm. Order it at the floor and decor in Houston. He's going to pick it and up. And I'll just go get it there. Oh, how nice. Lovely. Um, I did not realize that this place had everything in stock. Oh. So I was not prepared. I saw a photo of a bunch of tile in your car. Yes. I wasn't prepared for that. You I had like, to wait, check take the it weight now? limit and oh, everything. Wow. Yes. Because you can only put so much in your car. Yeah. And because of Hurricane Ida right now, they will not let you. They, hold. They're not you holding can't hold. anything. You got to take it. So I went to go pick it up and they were like, ma'am, this is not 
going to fit in your car. <gasps> what did you do? Not all of it. And I said, I don't know what to do. And and so they said, we, we'll hold it till tomorrow. And so I called my contractor and asked if he could come tomorrow. He was like, sure. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So he I love went, how agreeable he is. He's I no, will get it. He's never said no. I love it. Uh, so he went the next day and picked up the tile. Okay. Um, it's so funny because they load up and I'm like about to drive away. And Whitney mm-hmm. goes, wait a minute. I said, what? She said, we need to go make sure that it's right. I said, Whitney, you're going to go count. All those boxes. All of those. Yes, she is. Yes, yeah. she is. So she grabbed my receipt. I just sat in the front and started clearing out some emails on my phone (laughs) while she's counting. She's got her calculator out. She's doing math. Because one thing we learned was the price Mm -hmm. is sometimes listed as price per square foot. And sometimes per tile. Yes. And sometimes price per tile. Got it. So she was checking all of that. Oh, good for her. Um, Yeah. So... um, we were just going to hold off on the shower tile, but we ended up – that worked out. Okay. So, so, yeah. That's where we're at. Tile acquired. Tile acquired. We're good. Love it. And it was fun. And I, the rest, the rest of the floor is wood that will be refinished. Yes. So we're done with floors. It feels really nice not having to pick out wood floors. I feel like that's very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to – we talked about it last time, I think. You'll have to decide between no stain, poly – I'm just going to put like a clear coat on it. Okay. Love it. And let the real wood shine. Love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that all for the flipper board? Yes. I still need wall color, cabinet color, okay. exterior. I mean, he's not going to paint till the end. Sure. During lunch, we'll pick them and then the next flipper okay. board will know. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> I would appreciate that because I'm, uh, I don't okay. want to Struggles. do it. Struggles. Yeah. Struggles. I, don't, I don't want to do it. Okay. We can handle it. Okay. Great. Love a good paint color. Mm-hmm. Then you got to get a sample and bring it in there. Right. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. I have so many samples. Great. It is out of hand. Wonderful. That's okay. what we need. Super. Okay. Well, beep a doo bop bop The end. <laughs> the end. Okay. All right. Closing delays. Let's start here. We received during our Q&A ask a great question from Erin, our friend, Erin O'Brien. I'm sure she won't mind if I mention her name. Okay, so I'm going to tell you her story, and it's sort of, we were like, whoa, we just got to do a whole episode. Yes. Because it was like, oh, yeah, you're right. There's a lot to that. I could talk about closing delays. Um, I took a lot of notes really quickly, which usually means there's a lot to be said, and I'm still fascinated that 115 episodes in, there are topics (laughs) that we can, like, okay, well, we've got to really (laughs) dig into that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Erin said... um, What has been your most difficult situation to overcome that has caused a closing delay or possibly an episode, here you are, friend, on what can cause closing delays and how you handle closing delays from both from the buyer and seller side? (laughs) She said, backstory. In my 225 plus closings of my career, I have maybe had five closings be, I know, I was shocked by this, five closings be delayed. And of those, only one took longer than an extra day. That's crazy. Bananas. Um, I had closings. Where is she from? Do we know? She's in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Okay. So she's on the East Coast. She's Their lenders must have it together over Holy there. Holy smokes. That's what I was thinking. I was like, how? You got lucky or you really have been on top of your game? Now, Erin um, took over her mom's business. I don't know if her mom is actually still really active, but um, she had a 40-plus year business in that market. Mm-hmm. And then Erin joined her there. Okay. So she says... Um, only five and, and only one took longer than a day, which I was shocked by. I had closings con- contracted for 2021, August 27th, September 2nd, September 9th, and they occurred September 3rd, September 10th, and September 10th. So basically, she went from having five be delayed in her whole career to three in a in a one-month span. Okay. Uh, she said she also had another one contracted for September 10th that closed a week delayed. So basically she went from having five total to all of a sudden adding four more in one month period. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. She, and then she said, completely unacceptable. Yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> okay. So that's the, that's the backstory of why we're doing this. I, I have a few thoughts on this. 
I'm not surprised that all of a sudden she is encountering this because yeah. we are in a market with very aggressive offers, and I feel that they buyers and lenders are overpromising. They overpromise and they can't always deliver. deliver. Yes. Agree. I think that makes perfect sense. And so I went. Well, I, I don't honestly know how many years Aaron has had her license, but that's a lot of transactions to only have five. Yeah. be delayed. I did not go back and count of all the over 400 that I've done, but lots of them have been delayed. Sure. I mean, like a uh, definitely more than five. Just in our marketplace right now, so we just had Hurricane Ida. Right. And anything that was pending and has yep. not closed, the appraiser was required to go back out yeah. and do a re-inspection to make sure that the house was still there and still had a roof and that there wasn't damage. Right. So the appraisers were swamped and you were basically just on the waiting list. You had to wait. And then the underwriter has to review the appraisal you know, again. While we're on that, because I have um, weather and act of God delays on my list yes. of things that can happen. So things you need to be aware of, things you need to make your seller and buyers aware of. I have one right now that the listing, I took it after Hurricane Ida, and just this, I literally took the listing after, took the photos after, and still the lender is asking all these questions. I'm yes. like, friends, yes. these photos were taken post-hurricane. So I had to, yesterday, I had to go to a house that my buyer is buying. I had to download the timestamp app. Because you got to get the photos. And I had to the, take yep. a picture of the front, the back, and the two mm -hmm. sides. And send it to the lender yeah. with the time on the photo. Y'all, lenders do not play mm -mm. after a natural disaster like that. They're, they need to know that they're buying the thing they thought they were buying. Yeah. Right? Because they're really the ones buying the house. They buy the house. You're not, you're just they living have the in money. it. Yes. You're, just li you're just living in it and giving it back to them. Uh, okay. So I, I on my closing delay list, I did include weather-related issues. Now, if you are in a hurricane area on the Gulf Coast as we are, you can't even close once a hurricane named mm -hmm. storm enters the Gulf of Mexico mm -hmm. because you can't bond your insurance. Right. So it can be that the hurricane is going to Texas or Florida and we still couldn't close mm -hmm. if you hadn't already bonded your insurance. So during hurricane season, um, which runs now it feels like almost earlier, but June 1st to November 1st. Okay. Okay. During that time period, my brokers have always been really good about saying, hey, it looks like a storm is approaching. Make sure that you get your insurance bonded if you have any closings in the next week or two, because some storms move fast, some yeah. storms move slow. Some like, so you have to be, that's one of the things you need to be aware of. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I mean, I'm sure like in California, they have awesome earthquake. Saying, yeah. I mean, there's tornadoes in the middle of the country, there's blizzards, floods, pretty much anywhere, fires. I was going to say the California fires. It really makes me wonder how they <sighs> check those things. I, right. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I think everyone in every area has some sort of act of God that can happen. I had a closing that was delayed last week because of insurance. Um, apparently, Livingston Parish was still in a moratorium, which is when they pause mm -hmm. new policies. Yeah. There are, I mean, not for everyone, but for certain areas or right. certain reasons right. until a certain, I don't, I don't really know what dictates that, but we had to wait because he had to get a different insurance policy. Wow. And um, it had to be submitted back to underwriting. So do you have any tips or advice on how to navigate this? Closing delays? Yeah. Well, well, this particular one. I think your insurance, ha I think insurance gets forgotten about until the end sometimes. Always, always. And it needs to be done during the inspection period. Yep, agree. I, there's no reason this one should have been delayed. Um, there's no reason we should have found out the day before closing that there was mm -hmm. a, it had been three weeks since the hurricane. Okay. Right. You didn't know that his insurance wasn't right. good. Right. Who do you think that falls on? The lender. The lender, right? Yes. I will say, ever since I started using the email template to the lender mm -hmm. that I send when I get the offer, yeah, I have not had nearly as many delays. I okay. feel like that letter- Is like putting you on notice. Yes. And it's letting you know, hey, I'm here. I'm an agent that knows what I'm doing. Right. I'm going to ask the right questions. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that you're meeting your deadlines. Yeah. So meet yeah. your deadlines. Right. Okay. So- in the big picture, not not down into that one particular delay issue, 
these are my thoughts. One, do not be afraid to micromanage the transaction. Mm -hmm. And you can call that guide the transaction if you don't like the term micromanage. Mm -hmm. But you should be on top of the lender Mm -hmm. and your buyer and your seller and the other agent. And you should have some points throughout the transaction where you're checking in to make sure that you cannot assume. And I've been for sure guilty of this just last year. Whenever things got back moving after COVID and then all of a sudden lenders were crazy busy because everyone was refinancing, everyone was ready to buy. There's still a lot of people in the market getting loans. Um, I got a lender on one of my listings that I thought, no problem. I'm not worried. I've had this person before, reputable companies, always done a good job, shouldn't have an issue. Delay after delay after delay. Mm. And it was because their actual firm could not accommodate the influx of business and they couldn't get it through underwriting Wow, fast enough. And so instead of me micromanaging, which is what I would have done with the lender I didn't know well, I just said, oh, it's fine. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. And then it was not fine. Mm. And then I had to tell my seller, I'm so sorry. They're usually very good. Right. Which y'all, things have changed mm-hmm. since COVID. Mm-hmm. Things have changed. Um, okay, the, number one. So that's number one. What? To micromanage. To guide. Number two is have a system for that follow-up. So mm-hmm. right, like the templates mm-hmm. is a good system for this is what I do when I do it. I'm telling everyone what they need to know. But if you have a calendar event for your closing, mm-hmm. then maybe the alert needs to be how far out do you like want to mm-hmm. ask about repairs? How far out do you want to ask? Remind people about utilities. How far? Like I think that I get through inspections fine. Yeah. Because- that's all time sensitive and they're mm-hmm. scheduling appointments and they're going to the house. Like yeah. I have all these things going on. Yeah. It's after inspections when you're just kind of waiting for the appraisal and yeah. waiting for the closing. That's when I have had things slip mm-hmm. through the cracks when that might be a good time to just say, hey, I just wanted to check in and make sure that right. insurance was finalized and right. everything. Any, are there any outstanding items? Yeah. I mean, you got to keep checking on it. Um My other thought is you should be instilling a sense of urgency in your client, Mm -hmm. buyer or seller, from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Please do not wait to get a septic tank inspection. Please do not wait to, you know, get your insurance. Please do not wait for me or someone else to tell you these are the things you need to do and you need to get moving. And if your lender asks you for a document, don't take three days to get it to them Mm -hmm. because you may fall back in line just that you don't even realize you're going to fall back in line. I just had a lender um, message me and said, hey, um, I just wanted to give you a heads up that they still haven't signed their loan application. Uh-huh. And per the purchase agreement, I had put five days. Right. And technically, you are out of that, out of that five days. And I... These were some buyers that kept shopping lenders, shopping uh-huh. lenders, shopping lenders, and they were driving me nuts. And so I emailed them. And I said, hey, guys, um, the listing agent needs a copy from the lender saying that you have chosen the lender lender and and filled out, signed your formal (gasps) loan application. If we can't get that to them today, we are in default of the contract. What did they say? They they signed it within five minutes. Because they didn't write. They they didn't realize the severe. Even though I e- the first email that right. you're under contract, you gotta do this. You have to do this in the first five days. Now here I am saying, hey, hey guys, you are in default, right, right. and if this agent <sighs> finds out, they could technically cancel yes. the contract. Right, because in this market, the seller might have a backup offer that they really mm-hmm. want to take. Right, and they don't have to. Come they may be and, trying to kick you out. Yeah, they don't have to come remind you. No, they don't. They can just be like, "Hey, you you're in default. Mm-hmm. Bye." So, um, I blind copied the lender on okay. that email just so he knows I was handling right. it. Right, and he emailed me back five minutes later and said they signed. <laughs> but you know what? That's also a note. If you're a lender listening. Please reach out to the agent of that buyer and say, hey, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And look, I 
love and appreciate lenders. They have a hard job. I know they're vis- very busy right mm-hmm. now. But like at some point, then d- don't take the clients. We because need to, yeah. I, you have to tell me. Like I, I don't want to micromanage you that bad. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to call you every day and be like, is my buyer doing what you asked? And that's why I was so thankful this lender was on top of it. Right. And he knew this is day He five. told you. Yes. Like yeah. we are behind. Mm-hmm. So it was very helpful. But if they, if you don't sign that... Right. You're already starting off with delays. Yeah. Catching things early is what's so important. Well, your buyers need to know that setting your inspection at the beginning of an inspection period is much more preferable than the end of the 10 day or however long you have it in the Which has been hard lately. Inspectors are so busy. But right. But here's the thing. You got to say, buyer, inspectors are busy. Call today. Mm -hmm. Like, we're under contract today. Call today. You may not even get an appointment for Mm -hmm. a week. So you better call now because you can't wait a few days to call. It's a tight time frame. When I'm the listing agent, and the house is occupied, I do email all parties, lenders, title, agent, before my sellers move out that weekend. That's a good idea. Hey guys, my sellers are moving out this weekend. I just wanted to make sure that everything looks good. Do you see any reason they should not move out this weekend? Yeah. And I have had a lender, oh no, everything looks good. And then sure enough, not it did not look good. And they were renting and oh. all the, and they could have stayed in their house and now they're staying with a family member. And I have forwarded that email back to the lender weeks later. Remember when you told me it's on okay this to day, move. everything was fine. And what did they say? It just, I do feel like it just puts the pressure back to say, I checked with you. Right. And you made a mistake and we need to get this figured out. Now. Like put us at the front of the line. Yes. That's the other thing. You have to be present Mm -hmm. in your transaction and be the squeaky wheel Mm because the lender is going to deal with whoever is, I'm sorry to say, pressuring them the most. Yes. Right? So if you're not even paying attention or you're just letting the lender, I... Y'all, here's a hot tip. If you have to do an extension, something happens, you talk to the lender. Let's say you're the listing agent and the lender calls you and says, listen, um, we were waiting on the appraisal to come back. It was delayed a few days. We need, you know, another day. I'm always very clear with them. Okay, well, when is it due back? Mm Because the appraiser has a deadline. They'll say it's X day. I'm like, okay, well, how many days do you need from that for your, you know, your office to do? And they usually will tell you two business days, three, whatever they need to finish and issue their CD and do everything. And then all of a sudden I'll say, okay, so we need to do an extension for X day. And they're like, well, no, we'd really like it one additional week. I'm like, no, no, no. 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 You just walked me through how long it's going to take. So I'm not here to give you fluff time. Mm -mm. And I, you know, you kind of have to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Because if you give them two weeks, but they only really, if they could have gotten done in one and you give them two, they'll take two. Yes. And that's the thing on once you start doing extensions, your buyers need to understand that the seller doesn't have to give you an extension. No. People act like that as a given and that you're there, you know, entitled to that. Um, No. Mm -mm. The seller could be annoyed from some other stuff. They could have a backup offer. They could have decided they don't want to sell their house at all. Mm -hmm. They do not have to sign your extension. So if you haven't done what you need to do and kept your lender in line... You might lose that house. You definitely could. You could, t- and it, you would have nothing. It, it wouldn't be illegal. It wouldn't be unethical. You could just lose that house because you weren't paying attention and you didn't do what you needed to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's. This is going to sound very simple, but I think we forget that the a contract. What makes a contract is two parties or more. And a date. Right. You cannot have a contract without a date. Yeah. If that date is not met, right. nobody in that contract is required to extend that date. Yeah. You could ask the seller for an extension and they can say, no, we want to keep our house and your buyer is out. Yeah. And I'm sure that people people. realize that. I don't think so either. Okay, let's walk through some of the typical closing delays because we've kind of started to hit on some. What do you think is the most common one? Financing. Always financing. Yes. Loan issues. Sometimes it's not even that the loan isn't good. It's that the buyer can't find the down payment. 
Oh, oh I need one more paycheck. That'll be another week. Hmm. I've had that happen a time or two. So 29% of closing delays are from financing. Believe it. I believe it. I had a young buyer who was pre-approved. Everything looked good. We had collected all the documentation. They asked for updated pay stubs. You know, every time right. you get a paycheck during a transaction. They want you, it. They want it. Yeah. Well, they had taken like two sick days. Oh, no. So instead of 40 hours a week, <gasps> she had worked, I oh, think, no. you know, 32 hours a week. Oh, no. Well, she is pre-approved based on working 40 hours a week. So we had to have, I can't remember what it was. We had to have two weeks in a row where she did She made 40 hours a week for underwriting to be satisfied. Oh, my word. And this girl, okay, so we had to start, we had to get an extension. For two weeks. For two weeks. Did you tell the listing agent why? Yes. Uh, I mean, you kind of had I had to. I had to explain that there is nothing else. Everything else is fine. We just need another paycheck. I also think it's very important, I do this a lot, that the lender, if you have the buyer that's causing a delay, Mm -hmm. that the lender email the listing agent, copy you on it. They want to hear from the lender. Right. And if you are working with a lender regularly that will not do that, you need Uh -uh. to search Uh -uh. for another lender. My lender is always like, can I call? What can I do? But of course, Mm -hmm. she's never late. Right, right, right. It's very, very, very unusual. But if there's any sort of concern... Whatever lender you're working with, they should be willing to talk to the listing agent. And they can say, oh, no, we can't. We've talked about this recently. Oh, no, we can't give them a No, yes, you can. You can give me an update. You don't have to give me a credit score or terms of a loan. You can give me an update. Mm -hmm. Okay. So loan money issues. And if you're the listing agent Mm -hmm. and you're only getting updates from the buyer's agent, I will say... Can you have the lender email that to me? Yeah. I want something in writing from, from the, the lender. From the source. Yes, that mm-hmm. I can show my sellers. Hello, friends. We are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes, listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, Your clients are actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. (laughs) I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're gonna enjoy them you're gonna love them you're gonna, it's love gonna change it. your life literally fired <laughs> my assistant they are the best okay, enjoy bye, the template yes enjoy oh i had a recent transaction that got delayed that the lender had started calling me directly because she knew that the buyer's agent wasn't giving me the whole story. Oh, wow. And I was very grateful for that Mm because it wasn't a lender that I've worked with before necessarily. I knew their name and um, she was like, I wanted you to hear it from me. This is what is going on. Mm. And it was almost a delay being caused by the buyer and the buyer's agent was facilitating that. Mm -hmm. And so the lender was like, I have given the appropriate advice multiple times. And I just want you to know what the real story is, because I get the sense you're probably going to be given not the real story. Oh, you follow what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And I was like, well, I'm very appreciative of that. Thank you. Yes, for the real update. For the real update. So, um... Here are some other things in the loan part that go wrong. The underwriter is not in-house and it takes a crap ton of time to get it underwritten, right? I was about to say the biggest and most frustrating delays are when there is a third party that has the information that you need. Yeah. Such as IRS tax transcripts. Oh, I've had that. I have been in that situation with a buyer, sweet, young, first-time home buyer, um, really nice guy, 
hadn't filed his taxes in oh. like two years, didn't think it was going to get caught, and he got money back. So why wouldn't you file Just your do taxes? It. Just I file had taxes. that happen with a buyer too. Oh my gosh. Um, the VA... RD, if, uh-huh. depending where it is. Uh-huh. Oh, well, RD, so rural development, let's stop on that for a sec, is at one point here was the number one closing delay. Yes, they had like a five-week closing delay. They're pretty up to date now. <laughs> right. You can go to their website and see what That's day helpful. they're working on files. But if you submit a file today, and I've had some pretty ugly situations happen because of RD delays, where like you said, my seller moves out to live on a friend's couch because it's time for closing, only to find out the file didn't go to RD until the day before closing. That doesn't make sense. So there was no way it was going to close on time. And the agent never let us know. Like the buyer's agent and the lender never kept us in the loop. And she would have happily stayed in her house. If it's a situation like that, you can, if you get an offer on your listing and it's a rural development loan, you can counter Mm -hmm. and put in there listing agent to be notified by the lender the day the file is submitted to rural development. I like that. You can put whatever you want in the counter offer. The counter offer is not just for price or closing costs. I have had situations where I knew this was a lender that has given me trouble in the past. Yeah. And I included in the counter offer, buyer gives lender permission to update the listing agent and the sellers on the progress of the transaction and if any delays have occurred. However you want to word it. Right. You can put anything in the counter offer. You know what's funny? You wouldn't have known to do that with that lender unless they it, you had had a tr- trouble before. Yes. Right? Yes. So a lot of what we're trying to teach you on the show is <laughs> listen to the bad stuff that has happened to us. Yes. And we will. And that's what happens in the templates. Yes. Everything in the template is a way to try and stop an obstacle that we have personally experienced before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. these are the things you need to keep in line. Um, the other one, <laughs> your underwriter's not in house um the cd was not sent oh Hmm. like y'all the closing disclosure from the lender has to go out three business days in advance of closing you should know this is a law right it is the law so all you have to do is make an alert in your phone five days out of closing for like whatever you want and then you contact the lender don't call three days out because if the lender's already messed up they're not going to be able to rush it out. Call a couple of days before that mm-hmm. or email and be like, hey, has the CD gone out? When's it going out? Just be the squeaky wheel. Hey, mm-hmm. just want to check in. Where are we at on this? Because you need to also be updating your seller that nothing is done and nothing is final until it's final. Right. Like there, I mean, I've never once had a seller who I said, unless it was a, not even a cash sale. They, they pack up and they move out and they're like, is everything okay? And I'm like, it's as okay as it can be right now. Mm-hmm. That do, Until everyone shows up at the table and signs the paper, I, it's, a lot of things can happen. So let's yes. do another one. So yes. that's loan issues are probably number one, right? I had one where I couldn't understand why there was a delay. I had the listing and the buyer's agent kept saying, well, my buyer's trying to sell something, sell like a car or a boat or something. And I said, but why? And so I talked to the, I called the lender and I Was said, it like a debt I to have income? this pre, yes, I have this pre-approval letter from you. He said, well, I told the buyer that he needed to sell his boat. I said, then on That's this- like a pre- contingent offer. Yes. I said, on this pre-approval letter, it should say contingent, contingent on selling a boat. Right. The end. But again, since using these templates that we send the lender that says, I want to make sure you feel comfortable with the close date, that you have everything you need, that this, 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 it has been so much better. Okay, good. Oh my God, that's right. They needed to sell a boat. Mm -hmm. Okay, how about, um, we kind of touched on this, another one that's caused closing delays, insurance issues. Yes. So you either didn't get it on time, you couldn't get it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the flood insurance ends up being astronomical. So here's the thing. If you wait to get your insurance and the flood insurance or any insurance is much higher than you anticipated, mm-hmm. but you still qualify for the loan, mm-hmm. you are obligated and required by law to buy that yeah. house. Yeah. If you are worried about the insurance being too high, the only time you have an out is in your inspection period. Yep. 
The inspection period to me is when all insurance needs to be picked. I agree. I know that that doesn't happen. No. But it really needs to. Because the lenders don't enforce it until way towards the end. Yeah. They're not going to force their the buyer to handle it and get it to them until the end. So you do have to be the one that t- says to the buyer, mm-hmm. your insurance needs to be looked into now. Mm-hmm. I've had insurance say the roof was too old, that the, mm. you know, like, because some insurance companies send someone to look at the roof. Before, yeah. I've had, I mean, like, and then you have to wait for a repair. What if the seller doesn't want to repair it? Like, then what are you going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So insurance delays are a little less frequent. Yeah. But still Yeah, they have Common. Okay, what's another one? Um, 23% was because of appraisal issues. Okay. So that could be appraisal came in low. Now we have to renegotiate. Mm-hmm. We're going back and forth for a few days. We're trying to get an appraisal dispute. Yeah. Um, lately, the appraisal issue for me has not necessarily been the value, but the extreme slowness yes. of the return yes. of the appraisal, which then throws off the entire timeline. They're taking eight or nine days to come back in some situations. Um, I've had some go out to the house and take nearly 10 to 14 days to turn in a report. Whoa. After they'd been there. How do you even remember the house to do the report? Why? You Stop taking them. Mm. If you're, this is my- Here's the thing. My dad told me this because I was fussing at him the other day. You can't decline them. You just have to keep taking them? Yes. If you start declining, they will kick you out of the list and you have lost that bank. But so like what? So the lenders need to be saying, hey, we need 45 day closings. Appraisers are given two weeks. When the, okay. All right. Here's my question then. If the appraiser can't say no and now they've got a build up. Yep. Can they like counter the due date? They are. That's they, why that's it's what taking two okay. weeks. Fine. So they're saying, I'll do it, but it's going to be two weeks. Right. So what is Because I told my dad, I said, well, why are you taking so many? Right. I said, start declining them. Well, I start, start declining some. He said, I can't. He said, they will not let you. If you decline too many, you lose your spot. It's hard to get on a good bank. Uh, well, and then it sounds like the good back. banks might need a couple of extra appraisers. Yes. Yes. They don't, they don't need to be well, kicking them off. I don't know if you've noticed, but they're starting to bring in some appraisers that not good. Maybe we don't want them. I'm going to tell you right now, I have also noticed, this is totally off topic, but some, my my favorite lender, if you're putting 20% down, yes. they almost don't need, an, yes. they don't do appraisals anymore. I'm experiencing a lot of appraisal waivers. Happy, it's been for, wonderful. happy for it. Yes. Happy for it. Sorry for the appraisers, but clearly they're too busy for it anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. So appraisal delays. Um, also, just like you said, sometimes the appraiser finds something in the appraisal, especially mm-hmm. FHA or VA, where a small repair or something has to be done and they've got to come back and check. So that means you've got to wait on them a second time. Also, if you put something in the purchase oh, agreement gosh. that should not be in the purchase agreement, because if it's in the purchase agreement, it now involves the lender mm-hmm. and the appraiser. And they got to confirm it. And they have to confirm it. So if you are negotiating a roof or a repair, the lender never needs to see that information. That is strictly for the agents and the buyer and the seller. Right. So let's say you're buying the house. You write the contract that says front window to be replaced. Yep. It's in the contract. Windows are 12 weeks out. Where (laughs) you could have just waited till the inspect. You could have even put it on a separate addendum at the beginning of the contract. And then you could have said... To the other agent and the, you know, the listing agent and the, you know, seller. Okay, well, good news. We didn't put this on the contract, so we can still close in 30 to 45 days, Mm -hmm. but our window is still on the way. Let's just put the money in escrow for the window. Mm -hmm. Get this closed. We can live with the window fogged or whatever. You know, it's not whatever. Yeah. But you're right. If the appraiser sees it, it, they have to verify They have to physically see it's done. Mm Mm-hmm. So if the roof is not quite finished yet oh, and the yes. appraiser is trying to go, mm-hmm. you need to ask him to wait because then the buyer is going to have to pay for a reinspect. Right. It costs, it costs what, money for them bucks, to come back. Probably? Yeah, like 150 Yeah. Okay. So y'all keep that in mind. If you are having major repairs done as a result of the inspection period that the seller agreed to and everyone's fine with, but then all of a sudden the appraiser is going to go, as the listing agent, you need to be aware of what's going on in that house. 
It could be something as simple as they're literally in the middle of changing the window, but the appraiser shows up, there's no window, they note it on the report, and now they got to come back. It's going to delay your closing and cost the buyer 150 bucks. So quick, funny story. My friend bought a house that her parents owned. Okay. She was already living in it. Okay. And decided, I'm going to buy it. Okay. I'm, I want to start doing things to it. I want to renovate the kitchen. So it's her parents. She's living in it now. Right. Okay. She's working on getting they don't her care what They don't care no, what they she don't does. Care. So she starts... Renovating the kitchen. Oh, bless. Hauls the old appliances out, hauls the cabinets back. So the appraiser comes and there's no, there's no kitchen. There's no cabinet. It's gutted. Everything's at the street. Oh, and she, and he's like, um, ma'am, I if if the house doesn't have a kitchen, I have to appraise it as a house With that no doesn't kitchen. have a kitchen. What do you think that might do to the value? And she was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't think about this. And he said... I'm going to come back tomorrow. You better put all that stuff put back in Put all that stuff back. So they just like picked it up and set it. They set everything in place. Like, oh, for the sake of a photo so that it could get value as having a that, kitchen. They're lucky they didn't have a, a, a worse appraiser. Though. I know. And he came back and said, okay, now I can say it has an oven. It has... Even though they weren't oh, attached my to the walls or anything like that. And so, and then when he left, they moved it all back outside. Oh, no. That's <laughs> so, ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. What's another issue that might cause a closing delay? 13% were from title issues. Yep. I had an issue with the flip house. Okay. Oh, you did? Yes. That's why it took so long to close because well, there were seven heirs and two had died and we need power. We needed power of attorneys, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be a ten day close, but and it, it was about thirty because of all. All right. So, um, I've also had where they found issues in title from maybe two transactions mm-hmm. prior. Someone didn't sign something. Someone didn't. They didn't cancel the mortgage yep. somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, lots of little, all kinds of little things can come up on a title. Now, if they have title insurance, mm-hmm. they will pretty much just close it yeah. regardless of yeah. the past issue. If there was no title insurance, they are not, I mean. They got to sort it they out. They have to sort it out, figure oh, it out. I mean, I've had issues with, they couldn't find an heir. Mm-hmm. It just didn't close. Ever. Ever. Um, One of the title attorneys said I would be shocked at the number of property in Baton Rouge and everywhere. That's like not transferable. It cannot be transferred because maybe, like she said, some are owned by 50 heirs (gasps) or whatever the reason may be, it could never be transferred because- They can't clean up the title. They can't clean the title. What do you do? I don't know. I mean, at some point, I would guess the government gets involved, right? Uh, yeah, the government would have to get involved. If it's a blighted house, you know? Yes, yes. And But I think as long as the taxes are being paid and by someone's someone. Like upkeeping it. Even not. Weird. Yes. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Title issues. Um, what else? And the last one on the list of the article I read was 12% from inspections. Okay. And I feel like that number is small because we have accounted for inspection time. Right, right, right. But if you need to extend the inspection period uh-huh. or get a secondary inspector or yeah. have a mold test. Well, or- right. And I, this is where I wrote in my note for termite issues. Like, mm-hmm. let's say the seller has to get the wood-destroying insect report and then they find termites and now all of a sudden they have to treat it. Maybe they didn't get it until the day before. And now it's really just a scheduling situation where we've got to get someone out here to treat it and get a good termite certificate. And again, to me, the WDIR should be happening in the inspection period. I I make my buyers do it. Right. Me too. Me too. I don't want to put that on, like, because the seller has to, the buyer needs to do it. Yes. If it is an inspection of any kind. (gasps) The buyer should be doing it. The buyer needs to be doing it. Right. I mean. If they are worried about termites, they need to get a termite inspection. If they are worried about the pool, they need to get a pool inspection. None of this seller to have pool inspected when you are writing a purchase agreement. No, 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 no. This is what the inspection period is for, is for your buyer. Now, the inspection period is not just for the house. If you want 
a survey done, uh-huh. if you want um, to shop insurance, anything, mm-hmm. this is your 10 day Check the school time. zone. Check the flood district. Like I feel like zone. it should be called 10 day due diligence period. I think in some places it probably period, is. Because it's not just about the inspection. No, and they do a d- decent job in our purchase agreement of listing out these things. Yes. Like, you know, this is when you've got to check where people are falling down, where agents are falling down is the contract says it pretty clearly. Mm-hmm. They're not telling. And in our contract, I feel like it's all caps, right? Like all of a sudden, the whole inspection section is all caps. You have to actually impress that upon your buyer mm-hmm. and your seller. This is the time when these things are happening. Mm-hmm. And you, as the buyer's agent, you need to tell them, Every single thing you could possibly want to know about the house, you better find out right now. Right. Right now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. While we're in inspection issues, I think this kind of goes hand in hand with repair issues. So maybe some repairs were negotiated and agreed upon, but then there's some delay with the completion of these repairs. Yes. Which some yes. buyers and Sellers will choose to then delay closing. Sometimes I've had like a, we okay, well, maybe we can just put this money in escrow and have it finished post-closing if there's like scheduling issues and everyone's okay with that. Um, but you as the buyer's agent and as the listing agent should be checking in on the repairs that were agreed upon, which is why we like an allowance. Yes. Because the money yes. is the money and can be dealt with at closing no matter mm-hmm. what day the closing is. No receipts. No yes. need for all. Yeah, you should be collecting those receipts and reviewing them. We've talked about the issue with mm. the not catching things on the receipt. So anyway, your um, I think repair issues can can delay. We had um requested for an AC to be cleaned and serviced and something else for the AC. He said they left the receipt on the kitchen counter. Mm-hmm. So when you go for your final walkthrough the morning of closing, it'll be there. It'll be there. So I get there and I look out, I'm like, oh, great, here it is. Well, then I realize it's dated from like four months ago when they had the AC service. They didn't do it after they didn't the inspection. Do it after the inspection. That's why they didn't want to send it. They just were like, here, here's a receipt. So I told him, I said, no, no, it was dirt. not good. Like it yeah. needed it when we saw it. This right. was done before. Right, right. What did they do? We, so we were actually, we went at a, on a five, at five o'clock after they got off work and we were closing at 9 a.m. And I told the listing agent, figure it out. Yeah. And he got an AC guy there at 8 a.m. the next morning. Who did it? Who did it. But we were at the closing table and I said, and I said in front of the seller and everybody, we are not signing the closing disclosure and the final documents until we hear back from the AC guy that's there right now that it has a clean bill of health. Yeah. So he's not getting his, he's not leaving here with a check. Right. Until this is done. Yeah. You could have sat there for hours. Yeah. Fine with me. Right. I have sat in mm-hmm. closings for hours. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And you remember, as the buyer's agent, you lose all leverage once the closing is over. You ugh. you have zero leverage once the closing is over. The only leverage you have is, I'm not going to close this until you do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And if that means the closing is delayed, and sometimes that's what happens. Maybe the buyer's selling another house and or they're all the stuff's in the truck and they're like, well, I can't have a, I can't be homeless right. for a day or two days or whatever this would take. And so they just sort of get strong armed into taking, y'all be mindful. There are a lot of bad things that can happen to your buyers mm-hmm. if, if yeah. that kind of stuff happens, yes. right? Okay. Because that is your only leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, here's another one on the delay list for me. A contingency delay. So Mm. you have taken a contingent offer. This Mm -hmm. one's pretty consistently delayed. And the buyer of your listing has to sell their home. Yeah. Okay. Well, they usually do a longer close, right? Let's Mm -hmm. just call it 60 days. Sure. Well, 30 days out, if their house isn't under contract, you're pretty much looking at an extension, Mm -hmm. right? Because they've got to sell the house. And you don't, you can't wait until a week or two weeks before the actual closing date to be like, hey, how's it going? You Mm -hmm. need to check in. 
45 days out, 30 days out. How's it going? What's the progress? Because your seller needs to know that you may be talking about putting the house back on the market. You have a very fluid close date at this point. Extremely fluid. Extremely fluid. Like this is our target, but. Like don't pack up. No. Don't don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. Who knows? It may never close. They have to sell their house. And if they can't sell your house, I've had this happen and they couldn't sell the house. And then you just put the listing back on the market and you start again. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that's troublesome with taking contingencies is that you're stuck until that date. Yeah. So here's the thing. It's can't change your mind. It's three days out from the closing date. Their house isn't under contract. You know there's not going to close. You still can't put it back on the market. Mm -mm. You have to get all the way to the date. Yes. So your hands are tied, basically knowing that maybe you're not planning to move forward with them and they don't have to let you out of that. They can hold you hostage saying maybe we'll get a cash buyer today. Mm-hmm. So contingency was on my list. Anything else on your list? Nope. I have one more. Okay. Death of a party. Oh. Any of the parties. Yes, anyone. Buyer, seller. I mean, it's happened to me. Really? Yeah. I haven't had anyone die during the transaction. Yeah, I have. And um, that's the thing. I have such a, um, I don't know, pet peeve about people posting, we sold our house the day they get a contract. (laughs) contract. And I'm like, (laughs) you have a long way to go. I'm like, look at the list we just went through. We just went through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different reasons why you might be delayed, Mm -hmm. which could easily lead to not, not happening. Not happening. Not happening. Um, yes, I had a I had a buyer who passed away during the transaction. Um, it was not a good situation. They had, were coming from out of state and already had their house under contract, semi poor. Um, you know, at this point now, widow client. She had to still sell her house there. Mm. She could. She didn't and couldn't still buy the one here. And and the and the buy and this listing not the listing agent the seller here wanted to keep her deposit. I'm like, this poor woman who's yeah. retired, moving to be close to her grandkids, and her husband passes away, and you want to keep the deposit? This is bad karma. So sad. Which, and they had no grounds to actually keep it, so she did get it back. But um, mm-hmm. closing didn't happen. Right. Not just delayed. She couldn't buy that house anymore. Mm-hmm. And she ended up homeless. That's so sad. It was really sad. So... <sighs> That, that's the, the, okay, so I think that's a pretty exhaustive list. Mm-hmm. I did find that NAR said 23% of closings get delayed, but hmm. do eventually close. Okay, so, that makes sense. So that was as of December 2020. Okay. So 23%. One in four. That's a something. lot. That's a lot. So um, I went back through my last three years. I'm like, let me just take a look at the last three years. Okay. Okay, three years out, 2019, only one delayed closing. Wow. 3%. So 3% of my closings in 2019, and it was an RD loan. Okay. And so it was just like it took too long. It was on my listing. Uh, 2020, 14% of my closings were delayed. That was three closings. Uh, Two buyers, one seller, one buyer with a negligent lender who they, it was a big bank, and yes. I t- and I warned them yes. in the beginning, but they only had this loan program at this bank, and the and the, and I had to yell. There was yelling yes. at, at the bank. Um, at the bank. I had one. I'm not sure. It was actually the one we did. I don't know why. I think maybe it was repaid. I don't remember why it was delayed, but it was just a few days delayed in 2020. And then um, hmm. I had one seller who the that I just told you earlier, the lender couldn't keep up with underwriting. Yep. Okay. So those were 2020. In 2021, 29%. So it's wow. getting worse and worse. Yeah. So in this this year, it was a buyer, a seller, a seller, and a seller. Um, I'm going to tell you the story of the buyer in a second. The contingency took long. That was one of my sellers. One of the other ones, the appraisal took literally forever. Oh, my gosh. Forever. Um, and then the other one uh, was the one I mentioned earlier where the agent and the buyer were she was trying to put her money together and yeah, change yes. her credit score. Oh, good. Great. Super, right? Um, and both of those, that one and the long appraisal, those were multiple offers. 
So my poor sellers end up with the closing gets delayed and they could have just taken a different offer. Buyers are doing whatever they can to, to get, get the get the house, <laughs> yeah. get it under contract. Because they know a seller's not going to want to start over at the end. Right. Okay. So let me tell you about my buyer in 2021. Because okay. his, his contract originated in 2020. This is the weirdest one I've ever had. Okay. Okay. So a delay on my buyer side. He's very well qualified. He's actually probably, I think he was putting 50% down on this house. He's buying a house. It is on the river. It the It is two lots on one parcel. So okay. they're, they want a dress. They're taxed as one, but it is a guest house and then a house on the river. Okay. Two houses. Do you see where I'm going with this? Okay. The current owner that he was buying from had a mortgage. He is selling it. He bought it that way. He had bought it as two houses. Okay. One parcel. Um, He was selling it that way. My client is fine with it. We negotiate. All's well. Um, And then my client's lender is like, yeah, no. You... Fannie Mae restrictions. So he was still doing conventional loans. Say, we you can't have two two houses. You can't have two on two different lots, but one parcel. There are two houses. You can't buy two houses with one loan. Gotcha. Got it. Can't buy two houses with one loan. Okay. So he's like, well, but this the, the he already had a mortgage, and they were like, no, 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 can't do it. Um, so you know what we do. Well, fine. The mortgage, the current mortgage is with the credit union. Let's just see if they can redo it. When we get in touch with the credit union, they're like, oh, hey, we should never have done that loan. (gasps) Like somehow it slipped through the cracks, negligence, fraud. I don't know. They were like, yeah. mm -mm, Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't shouldn't have done that. So we can't do it again. Oh, no. So now we're like, wait a minute. It's two lots, a house on each lot. So we had to talk to the title company and we're like, what can we do? My guy's putting 50% down. Can we just have him finance one mm-hmm. and pay cash for the other? Right? Right. Okay. Yes. And the, the title company's like, yeah. Because then we're like, well, how do we get them off of this part right. one they parcel? They had to be separated. Well, good news. They Then we had to get the parish involved. Oh, no. Because the parish had to say, okay, yeah, it's two lots. We'll take them. And I, honestly, there was less red tape than I thought there would have been. Mm-hmm. It just sort of was like, okay, well, it's two lots. I don't know why it's called one parcel. The two different houses on the buildings had different municipal addresses. So he had to buy one cash and he had to finance the other. And that whole process took like two to three extra months. Mm. And of course, the seller is annoyed, but we're like, they're saying you shouldn't have even been able to buy this house. Your lender can't give us a loan. This is the situation. We can't control this. My guy didn't even want two houses. He only wanted the one on the river and is currently reselling the one across the street because now it's on two. The good news is now it's on two lots. He's like, well, I don't need this other house. I'll just sell that one. But it was the... Raise, you like, never like the most bizarre things that we you can't know no you wouldn't know until you go through it and it was all it run through the MLS and realtors and lenders the first time it was per- like you know what I mean so there was no reason for us to think this would happen right but there you go there you go so you just never know what's gonna happen so that was the craziest one then um okay. Do you have any other thoughts on closing delays? I think that's it. Um, I mean, I could go on and on and on with stories I, of delays, but look, and I only went back three years, so I'm like, I I know there was more in the beginning because the systems and processes we have in place now are the reason so why better. there aren't yes. more. Yes, like everything that happens now is typically out of my control. Sure, like I even micromanaging wasn't going to fix it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's so crazy. I think it's extremely important to instill confidence in your sellers and buyers in the beginning, but also scare the bejesus out of them. Yes. Like, hey, this is going to be okay. We're going to get through this. But there are obstacles that you can't even see coming that I might not even be able to see coming. But we're going to try and get around as many of them as we can. But you need to have a plan B. Yes. Plan A is not going to cut it. No. You need a plan B, especially if you're buying and selling at the same time. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of things that can go wrong. And that's also important when you're looking at multiple offers and choosing. A lot of moving parts. Like what, which sometimes the money isn't the answer. The risk is, Mm -hmm. okay, like this cash deal might be better than the 
extra thousand dollars because we right. know like there's less moving parts. Sure. So there's just so many reasons why your closing can get delayed. Mm-hmm. And it it happens. If it hasn't happened to you yet, it's going to happen. It to will you. happen. And to Aaron, bless you. You must be doing something right for so few. And I'm so sorry that you've now joined the rest of us yeah. in the 23% <laughs> that get delayed. Right. I mean, it is a large, large percentage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you ready for a toast? I am. Okay. Um, this is from Stacy Perillo in Michigan. She would like to toast her friend and mentor, Anita Beeman. She encouraged me to get my license and is extremely patient with my 1,000 questions over the last two years I've been working. I I probably would have quit if she wasn't around to talk me through some sticky situations. Oh, I bet some of them had to do with closings. I bet so. I bet they did. She always celebrates my wins and offers to help. I was going out of the country for my son's senior trip when an offer came in on my first listing. When I had no internet, she jumped right in to negotiate and close the deal. And the clients were happy. She truly lives community over competition. That's wonderful. I love it. So cheers Mm -hmm. to Anita and thank you to Stacy. And y'all get out there and... Try to avoid those closing delays. Cheers. Cheers. Goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.